What do the latest CDC COVID-19 guidelines say about quarantine and social distancing? Find out about this and more in today's PB Roundup podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Boston Scientific, a company dedicated to transforming lives through innovative medical solutions that improve the health of patients around the world, and the makers of Watchman Integrated LAAC Solutions. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. The CDC has updated its COVID-19 guidance to reflect the advances that effectively prevent severe illness. Quote, we are in a stronger place today as a nation with more tools like vaccination, boosters, and treatments to protect ourselves and our communities from severe COVID-19, said Dr. Greta Massetti. She went on to say, quote, this guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, but also helps us move to a point where COVID-19 no longer severely disrupts our daily lives, end quote. The importance of vaccination against COVID-19 continues to be emphasized in the guidance. However, now, unvaccinated patients are advised to follow the same measures as those who are vaccinated when exposed to someone with COVID-19. Quarantining is no longer recommended for people who are exposed to COVID-19. Instead, the CDC advises people to wear a high-quality mask for 10 days and get tested on day 5. Isolation requirements for people who test positive for COVID-19, as well as those specifically with moderate and severe disease, are included. Further, the guidelines address what to do if COVID-19 symptoms worsen after isolation. Screening for asymptomatic people without known exposure is no longer recommended in most situations. Lastly, the guidelines stress the importance of considering the local prevalence of COVID-19 and quality of ventilation when assessing the need to physically distance from others in public settings. In our next story, we learn that an analysis of about 43,000 participants from two American Cancer Society prospective cohort studies published in the journal Cancer have identified which people might benefit most from expanded cancer screening. In this study, the multivariable adjusted relative risk for developing any cancer was strongest for current smokers compared with those who never smoked. In men, alcohol intake, family history of cancer, red meat consumption, and physical inactivity were also associated with risk. In women, risk factors included body mass index, type 2 diabetes, hysterectomy, parity, family history of cancer, hypertension, tubal ligation, and physical inactivity. The absolute five-year risk was 2% or more among nearly all participants aged older than 50 years and among some aged under 50 years, with percentages as high as 29% in men and 25% in women with some risk factor profiles. In our next story, we learn that further research on COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness in patients with autoimmune rheumatic diseases is warranted. An observational study of 243 individuals published in the Annals of Rheumatic Diseases showed that the mean cross-neutralized response against the Omicron variant after a booster dose of an mRNA vaccine was 26.8% for patients with autoimmune rheumatic diseases versus 50.3% for healthy controls. Sera from vaccinated patients with autoimmune rheumatic diseases who developed breakthrough infections also showed lower cross-neutralizing responses. And finally, we learned that a time-restricted eating regimen where all daily food intake occurs within 10 hours demonstrates promising metabolic benefits in type 2 diabetes. This according to a study published in Diabetologia. 
over three weeks, hepatic glycogen content and hepatic and peripheral insulin sensitivity was similar between those who participated in a time-restricted eating regimen and those who spread out their food intake over 14 hours or more. However, insulin-induced non-oxidative glucose disposal was increased with time-restricted eating. Time-restricted eating also increased the time spent in the normal glycemic range and decreased both fasting glucose and 24-hour glucose levels. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Gabrielle Mostello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.